Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Zippy Hotivali, the Israeli ambassador to the UK. What do you even say? Where do you even begin? Calling her a crude caricature is, I think, being pretty generous on my part. Who her grotesque attempts to justify and rationalise the horror befalling the people of Gaza are supposed to convince is, frankly, beyond me. Admittedly, she does have the slight advantage that her government's sadistic mass slaughter of the Palestinian people is largely being treated with kid gloves by the British media, with honourable exceptions. But her sheer stupidity, I mean, just contrast to the slick performances of her predecessor, Mark Regev, who was a highly effective PR man for mass slaughter. Compliments where they are due. But it does have a big advantage. And that is what I would describe as her accidental honesty, saying the quiet part out loud rather than suppressing the nefarious ends of her allies for the sake of diplomacy. Let's just listen to her interview with Sky News. Two-state solution? Is there still a chance for a two-state solution? I think it's about time for the world to realise that Oslo paradigm failed on the 7th but, of October and we need to build a new one. And in but, order to build a new one... does that new one include the Palestinians living in a state of their own? Is, think, is that what it includes? I think the biggest question is what type of Palestinians are on the other side? This is what Israel no, realised on the 7th of October. Though? The answer is absolutely no, and I'll tell you why. Well, then because how can there the be moment, peace? In, no, how can there be answer, peace in the reason there is no peace Israel. is because the Palestinians... How can, with, without offering... Mark, a state to Palestine. How Mark, can there be peace in Israel? Israel knows today, and the world should know now, the reason the Oslo Accords failed is because the Palestinians never wanted to have a state next to Israel. They want to have a state from the river to the sea. So the two-state to solution connect- is dead. Why are you obsessed with a formula that never worked, that created this radical people in the other side? Why are you obsessed with that? Well, on one level, you might say this isn't really a big surprise. She herself has previously declared that between the sea and the Jordan River... There needs to be one state, only the state of Israel. As I say, subtlety is not exactly her forte. Notice that phrase there. She's saying to the river, from the river to the sea, essentially, which is deemed genocidal when those who support justice for Palestinians say it, but not when Israeli leaders say it, even as they steal Palestinian land in the West Bank and massacre thousands of Palestinians, mostly in Gaza. When Benjamin Netanyahu stood before the UN, with a map of greater Israel earlier this year, he was not exactly being subtle either. And Netanyahu has long declared there will never be a Palestinian state so long as he's prime minister. Recently, he announced that only he can block a Palestinian state. And indeed, much of his coalition government is clearly united in support of a greater Israel, some more or less subtly than others. Now, indeed, the Israeli foreign minister has also said that Gaza will shrink after the war is over. But the Israeli ambassador, Zippy Hotavelli, saying there absolutely will be no Palestinian state, so unapologetically and brazenly offers, I would say, useful clarity about what Israel is actually planning. Let me talk about that. But first, note, she accuses Palestinians of wanting one single state from the river to the sea. You mean the projects that Israel is actually instituting in practice, which she herself has endorsed 
as it prevents another state from existing and colonizes the West Bank, which is illegally occupied, with 500,000 illegal settlers who are unleashing, many of them, such terror against Palestinians that even the British Conservative government is condemning it and calling for those settlers responsible for violence to be banned from entering Britain. She says the prospect of an independent Palestinian state is what created, as she called, this radical people. So not even subtly, not even being subtle here about her belief in collective guilt there. What has driven so many Palestinians to support, say, Hamas, which is clearly what she was hinting at, the prospect that they might have their own independent state one day? Is that really what she thinks the basis for it is? Or is it the total crushing hopelessness based on decades of oppression, of apartheid, as diagnosed by Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch, the Israeli Human Rights Organization, Bethlehem, and many others, the occupation, siege, state violence, indeed the general total abject lack of hope imposed upon the Palestinian people. But let's just examine what Hodorelli's declaration means in practice. It means that the Palestinians of Gaza, West Bank, East Jerusalem never have their own state. They remain forever stateless. Does that really mean a forever limbo where these particular slithers of the globe are permanently deprived of nationhood? Let's just engage with what options Hodorelli and her allies are presenting here. Do they mean there will be a single state from the river to the sea, that Israel's borders will become exactly that? So what of the over 3 million Palestinians in the West Bank and the 2.2 million Palestinians in Gaza, at least the 2.2 million before this current horror began? Will they become citizens of this state with, I don't know, the right to vote? You know what? I don't think Cotteville has got that in mind. There are, as is, 1.6 million Palestinian citizens of Israel proper. The, that was those who weren't driven out of their homes with the, the Nakba, which happened at the beginning of the establishment of the state of Israel. So that's about 20% of the population who are already third-class citizens who suffer widespread institutionalized discrimination. And indeed, in 2018, Israel passed a nation-state basic law emphasizing only Jews have the right of self-determination in Israel, telling its Palestinian citizens very clearly exactly what their status is. So what does it mean in practice? Does Hotovelli just want to keep an oppressed, dispossessed Palestinian population permanently in Gaza and the West Bank, their anger and discontent growing as the utter hopelessness of their situation is emphasised as they suffer horrendous, never-ending oppression, apartheid, state violence, the works? What, forever? I don't think so. Not least given that population is only going to grow and grow. It has rapidly grown over the years. This point keeps coming up, by the way, as some sort of gotcha. How can there be a genocide in Gaza if its population has rapidly grown? It's doubled in size since 2000. This is an incredibly stupid point. Firstly, those discussing genocide do so overwhelmingly in the context of what's happened in the last two months or so. But let's just apply this stupid logic to history. Under Joseph Stalin in the Soviet Union, there were famines, the Great Terror, and the small matter of the Nazi invasion of the Soviet Union, which was a war of annihilation, which slaughtered around 27 million Soviet citizens. And guess what? Despite these obvious mass slaughters of tens of millions of people, the Soviet population grew under Stalin, even obviously taking out the territories annexed by the Soviets in World War II. Does that mean these horrors never happened? Obviously, that would be ridiculous. Peoples who suffer huge levels of deprivation tend to have high birth rates. Lower birth rates are generally associated with affluence. So is Israel just going to go, oh, okay, we'll just have this growing population whose total hopelessness we have imposed upon them, even though we know that will lead to very obvious and inevitable fury? They're not going to do that. Of course they're not going to do that. 
Which is why the ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian people, based on what the Israeli government have made clear they oppose, which is their right to have a state, is self-evidently the most likely outcome. You can see that in the clear backing amongst Israel's rulers for ethnically cleansing Gaza. A few weeks ago, a leaked document as one example from the intelligence ministry backed this plan. As it happens, that ministry is not as powerful as it sounds, but it's headed by someone regarded as a relative moderate in the ruling Likud party and therefore is indicative of wider thinking. It's also obvious that if Israel is permanently opposed to any Palestinian state ever existing, then it needs to erase Palestinian national identity. So long as there exists a Palestinian people with a clear Palestinian national identity, there will always be a struggle for an independent Palestinian state. That's, an, that's a statement of the obvious. So that's why in its murderous rampage in Gaza, the question of genocide is so live. And why when you hear Israeli politicians and officials using genocidal language, you have to take that seriously, like calling Palestinians human animals, declaring all Gazans have collective guilt, that was the Israeli president, or indeed that there were no innocents in Gaza, quoting genocidal biblical passages, declaring the Palestinians of the West Bank to be Nazis, that kind of thing. You have to take it seriously. And it should be noted, by the way, that Zippy Hotevelli, a self-evident raging extremist, is fated by major political parties, as the inspiring Jewish Peace movement, Nahamod, put it following her presence in Westminster Hall. It is appalling to see Zippy Hotavelli being welcomed by both UK political leaders and the leaders of our Jewish community. She stands for anti-Palestinian racism, Nakba denialism and permanent apartheid. We must reject everything she stands for wholeheartedly. The fact is, though, Hotavelli's comments are deadly serious. They reveal the intentions of the Israeli state and indeed they reveal the very likely fate of the Palestinians unless we fight to stop it. And we fight for a just lasting peace. What is that just lasting peace? It recognises that Israeli Jews and Palestinians aren't going anywhere. That the land belongs to them both. That they have to live together. All with security, happiness and hope for their future. That's what we've got to fight for. Please like, subscribe. Do keep the show on the road on patreon.com forward slash Do share this video. I'll speak to you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.